What up, Army of Cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. Welcome to the Hot Mess Comedy Comedy Hour. Hour. My name is Emily. My name is Andrea. And that was in the style of Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Wow. She's turning over in her grave as we speak. I know. That is a very complicated song. Well, yeah. (laughs) She was very talented. Hot take over here. You know what I like about her? That pertains to us. Everything. I mean, she was a brassy bitch. She died from a combination of our two mental illnesses, alcoholism and uh, anorexia. Oh, my God. I thought R2 stood for something. R2D2. (laughs) Yeah, like region two. I'm like so far in the mental health podcast game that I know. Have you been reading about various mental health syndromes? (laughs) Yeah. Have you been reading the DSW? Honestly, sometimes when I can't sleep at night, I get pretty deep in. Um, Yeah, she was so she had an eating disorder and obviously she used a bunch of uh, drugs. Yeah. (laughs) There was one take. There was one performance that I remember watching with my best friend from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what. It was some award show. Yeah. And she was so yeah. wobbly. It was fucked up. I I was really nervous that we were going to see somebody collapse. It was like and a, have a weekend stroke. at Bernie's performance. Like you it weren't was. sure if she was actually with us. I, I She could have been a marionette. It's fucking sad. Uh, it's extremely it's sad. Just, it's really, have you seen the fucking documentary? Yeah, I saw the it's documentary. It's heartbreaking. But she, what ended up actually killing her was that they were like, she was in recovery and they were like, you cannot drink, you will die. And she could not help herself and she drank and her heart stopped. 
That's so fucking tragic. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that where I come in? Yeah. We're here to rehash of the tragic life of Amy Winehouse. What you know what? This soul. episode of Hot Mess Comedy Hour is dedicated to our dear angel, <sighs> rest, Amy Winehouse. Rest in peace, you beautiful bitch. Her her dad and her shitty... Um, I, I can't even talk about... No, like, I'm going to get mad. <laughs> Were you a fan before she died? I was. She only had one album. But, yeah. like, you know, I think everybody recognized that she was a very unique talent. Mm-hmm. Um, the sad thing about her, which I think is also what I, what makes me so truly sad about Aaliyah's death is that we don't know where they could have gone, but it's very evident that they were destined they to could be have great. Gone to shit. That's true. They could have positive but, spin. Right. Yeah. But like they wouldn't have <laughs> because you never know. Look at Gavin DeGraw. That's true. Uh, that's, true. that's true. Gavin yeah. DeGraw fell from yeah. grace. Yeah. And if, so could have Aaliyah. If he had died the year after one tree hill came out. Yeah. It would have been like, Oh, immortalized (laughs) now he's out there in a fedora just fucking performing for regional theaters i'm sure there'd be a monument of fedora gavin DeGraw in the middle of central park i don't want to be anything other than what i've been trying to be lately that's a great song it's so good i love that song i fucking love it um i feel passion for gavin DeGraw. well speaking of um passion <laughs> Sex. I was, I was gonna say, speaking of mediocre dudes. Oh my god, even oh. better. Yes, you're you're a good transitioner. Everybody who's been joining Patreon, you're a rock star, Fuck and yes. you're not missing out on amazing content. So, like, I feel bad for the rest of you who are missing I know. out. Our bonus show that we added a few months ago, uh, Season of the Bitch, yes, has been popping off. I know. If I do say so myself, every single episode is we start being like, so the, this season's theme is that is uh, comedians that we've booked on the show that we ended up having sex with. I love that so much. Isn't that wonderful? I need what to know. What a fucking peek behind the paywall. Are you we name serious? Names, we name names. Whose you can, names have you named? Everyone's. Well, I, I'm not going to... For $10 s- a month. Yeah, if they want to know, they have to... Um, oh, is this not for the Patreon? No, no, no. This oh, is out fuck. This is out in the public eye. I'll, I mean, we'll tell you after. Yeah, okay. we'll tell you. All right. Um, and, Can we pause uh, this and you tell me? <laughs> I don't know if you Can know, know, know these guys. You might not even know them. But the thing is, every single Maybe episode we start and we're like, we're like, oh, this is going to be a funny, fun story. And then by the end of it, we're like, and then he was a rapist. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's I mean, I've said this before. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I start out not mad at these men at all. I know. And mm-hmm. then by the end of it. I'm yeah, like, you, realize. you know what? That was fucked up. In fact, mm-hmm. every interaction I had with that person yeah. was fucked up. Yeah. I, I especially noticed with your guys, like mine were all like pretty obvious fucking nightmares when I got into it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like necessarily a surprise. But the common theme with yours are that they're like, they're like big deal. They're like, they were like big wig charmers mm-hmm. that cannot, can't fucking take a joke, can't like be spoken of in any poor light. Like very, very fucking boring and in that are, way. Yeah. These are comics? Yeah. Yeah, I know. No lamos. But Funny? like, yeah, yeah, totally talented, but just like big headed mm. in a way that was like, you're not even a fun hang. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like have an ego on stage and whatever. But like, yeah. I can't fucking laugh about your dick tattoo. No, I, I like, okay. I really can't. You're a comic. The one, one thing in this world that drives me up the wall yeah. is when comics can't 
Can't take a joke. Yeah. Like take themselves so seriously. And it's like, we are not the freedom fighters that we imagine nah, we are. You know what I mean? Like, you know I, what I what I realized in a lot of guy comics, um, a lot of them will take the joke if they're the ones who do it. Well, yeah. first, they will, yeah. first of all, then second of all, they will take it from someone like they feel they accept as somewhat how do I superior to yes. them? Yeah, and absolutely. They rarely view female comics as such. It's it happens. You don't say. Yeah, so they don't accept it. It's like why the fuck are you talking to me like, like yeah. why are you saying that but then if they're if they're fucking with you it's fine it's oh hey come on we're coming right yeah. right, right right the hypocrisy right. is yeah. is very especially there is definitely it's a woman thing but if they view like we were open micers when we slept with a lot of these dudes oh, we yeah. were wiling out fucking everybody because we didn't yeah. know better we didn't know the yeah. dangers uh, um, and oh like, to be young and carefree <laughs> oh to be drunk at an open mic being like what's your fans yeah um, but like they should have they should have known but like I've hooked up with with younger comics a few times now and every time I've been like hyper aware of the power dynamic yeah. being in my favor and be like I have to be extra chill and also like you know I have to fucking understand the un the power thing that is going on below the surface and course correct in can a I, way can I tell you the difference right yeah. here and now yeah please you're a good person I know right yeah. <laughs> this was basically getting you here to say I am a good person <laughs> You know what? And I openly uh, talk about people I sleep with by first and last name behind my paywall like a good person. Uh, edit that out. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's roll the clip. This is a clip from the most recent episode of Season of the Bitch. Yeah. That we wanted to share with you guys because we're feeling generous. Yeah. This is and fun. a good person. And I am a great person. <laughs> uh, before I play this clip about uh, this person's private sexual life, I am so a good person. I'm so excited. I'm singing while it's playing. That's so meta. Must be the season of the bitch. Must be the season of the bitch. Must be the season of the bitch. It, it didn't take very long for me to be like, do you want to go back to your apartment? <laughs> what is the conversation fun? Do you remember? No recollection. <laughs> no recollection at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Cobra Club. Um, he, but he, I remember like he's he's charming. Yes, of course. You know, every psychopath is. Yeah, he he walks in. I'm in the back room. He greets me with like a whiskey coke. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh what I mean? wow! Yeah game which is like, like that's a move like yeah. to pick the drink for the person yeah. and bring the drink like like to not even come say hi yeah, to get yeah. the drink and then bring the drink yeah it's balls it's balls yeah yeah and like it's hot I'm running <laughs> so so but I hate him I'm sorry what was but that <laughs> <laughs> sometimes bad people are <laughs> fun in yeah. fact most of the time most of the time bad people are very fun yeah it's how they continue to be bad because they're so fun. Yeah. They have yeah. an expiration date, though. Yes, they do. Um, so what happened was uh, we went back. We fucked. Yes, we fucked. We fucked. <laughs> Nobody's ever success, like, as flawlessly done this before. He would pick me up. Wow. 
Like he would, we'd be like making out on the couch, and he would pick me up. And That's, like he wasn't as super in shape then. Like he was, he was fine, but like yeah, but he was strong. Yeah, and I was skinny. Yeah, I mean, you were like dying of yeah. an eating disorder at that time. But so. still, like yeah, it's still very hot. It's still and very impressive. Hot. So we fuck. Picking, buying the drink, picking you up. Like it's very confident. He had, he had his his you know repertoire. Uh oh, ladies. Yeah, we paint him in a rather positive light. It starts fun. Oh, wait. It really I does. was like, I, I thought this was still playing. Oh, you're like, <laughs> are you, is it you now? <laughs> I was like, are you lip syncing your own clip? <laughs> that would be so fucking impressive. I, I gotta tell you, it's like, it's a very weird experience listening to your own voice yeah. while you're recording. It's like, yeah. I, I just. Google, googled doodled <laughs> i just doodled so many stars mm-hmm. yeah you did i've um, been watching you doodle them mm-hmm. anyway she's revisiting the fuck memory <laughs> this thing about bad people it's been really resonating with me yeah i've been thinking about it all day because as it, a really good person i understand how really bad people <laughs> i operate I, I completely take back what i said can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. That you don't have to answer now in case this was going into another direction, but I would yeah. love for you to answer it eventually after having heard that. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. What did he do that was shitty that oh. you didn't see at first, but that he, you saw later? He, uh, okay. He would post coital, he would reveal a lot of very intimate details of his life and um disturbing disturbing information information to you to to me yeah in a way that made me think that he wasn't sharing it with other people Mm -hmm. um and kind of worry for his mental health and he used to which which listen you could be like i i at the time i was like this is somebody who just clearly needs help Mm -hmm. but then i found out he was also doing it with other people (sighs) other women yeah and he would do it with other women and he would like he would also, and we got into, the, into it in the fucking episode, but yeah. he, he does it with a lot of, he did it with a lot of female comedians at the time. He would be dating one and then like fucking all the others. And then like, he would like make them all go to a party and then like pay attention to one and then like walk over. Oh like my, weird what? like Machiavellian. He's basically just like a huge manipulator that, that uses like Mm. But how did he think he wasn't going to get caught? Because no get, one talks. Because no one talks. No one talks. For and people feel bad for him. People, yeah, exactly. And and there was even a point where there was like a spread. There was a spreadsheet in the all women's comedy group that was shut down that had like there was whisperings of, of him like taking off the condom halfway through sex without <gasps> asking and like you know so actual like the emotional emotional manipulation is is very toxic and can really take a toll on you but but the that is that's moving into like a pretty dangerous territory yeah but like even with this information out here about this person mm-hmm. he was such a like darling of the comedy scene um and so it's just kind of, it kind of like was like, no, not him. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the thought that you would have. It feels like you're punching down to call somebody out like that. Yeah, like yeah. he's crazy, but it's like, well, yeah, he is crazy, but he's he's like pointing his crazy at you in a way that like makes you feel like you're more intimate than you actually are. Like I had, um, we kind of discussed this a little bit in the podcast, but there was a comedian who I hooked up with for a while uh, who if you... If you go beh- further behind the paywall with the episode with Jen Welch, I dated a comedian who then ended up like raping a bunch of female comedians, having sex with them while they were sleeping. Woo! Um, good times. And like 
he he had this people also made excuses for that guy yeah because he was like this recovering addict who really like you were like i gotta help you or like we're so connected if you're fucked up towards me it's because you're like damaged and it it took me a very long time to recognize like that's a manipulation he's doing and and like emotional manipulators they do this that they run the same script on Mm -hmm. every girl that Mm -hmm. when you like meet up with a person who has dated or or been involved with this person it's the same story and you're like that's fucking creepy so creepy that's the danger of dating in a capitalist culture yes because when you're when you live in such a big city where everybody's living their own lives where people don't know each other there's no ties between people you can get away with doing shit like yeah of course you know when you live in a small society where everybody knows each other you Mm -hmm. don't get that shit well it's also Ah, yeah yeah we need to get to a village a village of women (laughs) and allies (laughs) i think there's a horror movie about that yeah yeah probably probably (laughs) they'll end up killing us anyways yeah but it's but you're right and it's also there is this thing that is amongst um comedians or anyone who works in the arts we all help each other Mm -hmm. and need each other in a Mm -hmm. sense and when someone is powerful like he was he was producing really big shows yeah he obviously was he had representation he was like one of the top comics in new york while he was here he's since moved to la and spoiler alert done the cycle all over again with various other comedians still around Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. We're fucking we're we're getting pretty ballsy with yeah. these behind the paywall shows. Yeah, wait, so did you reveal his name in the in the other episode? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. And did he hear about it? I don't know. I don't uh, think so. No, I mean I haven't heard I, from him. I haven't fucking heard from you. Why don't you fucking hit me up yeah. and tell me I'm fucked up? Because <laughs> not. Why don't yeah. you get bent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Well, I think that I think it hits a certain... I, we're not saying... Any, the, we've talked about this a lot, but like we're not saying a single thing that's not true. So yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it for a second. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like, where does this end? You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, it, when, when it's you and then my friend Hannah and then... And she's talked... She's starting to talk openly about it, but... Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's comics in LA there's multiple it's like the reason why not to be I'm not equating this person to Cosby but it's the same mechanism of protection <laughs> but I'm not not I'm not calling Cosby. you Cosby woo um there is this ring of protection and no one says anything and then so many people are harmed that like don't you know he's a he's a menace to the pussy what i will never get over though is when there's somebody who's suspected or accused of being a predator and their friends are all like, what? He's such a good guy. Yeah. yeah. He never abused me. Yeah. Fuck you. He doesn't want to fuck dudes. Yeah. yeah. And also like they get their friends. You don't want to believe this shit. It's, in, it's an inconvenient truth. All of a sudden, it, you're not a you're not a reliable witness. Yeah. yeah, you're not a good character witness. Show me other women that have great things to say about him. Yeah, well, yeah, it's getting better in this sense that like people are getting sort of flagged earlier, but it was also different back. This was about five six years ago. Yeah, it was like a, in a pre Me Too world yeah. where like both of us knew, but the the two men who are mentioned in this podcast. Uh, this particular episode, we both kind of you heard about his uh, like nefarious bullshit a few years later, and oh, I yeah. and I heard the accusations about the guy that I was with 
a few years later and I was so both of you heard accusations from those guys from different people yeah 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 and we were like "Ah, I don't know it doesn't because there were lines crossed with both of us but I think at that that point it wasn't as extreme though yeah yeah they had done worse damage with other women Mm -hmm. who had been with them for longer Mm -hmm. or had become more involved so it's it's like a it's an underground railroad of bullshit but there's there's also this problem where a lot of times it happens to you and you don't realize that it's happening yeah. until oh, yeah. you take a step back and you're like, wait a second, that was really fucked up. Yes. That's what this show is about. Yeah. Do you mean do you mean with sexual encounters? Yeah. 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 Like I some- think every woman has had that experience yeah, of for like sure. I I did the freeze and appease thing and didn't realize it until uh-huh. later, but uh-huh. it's like nobody if I was a you know Big enough to defend myself that never would have happened yeah. and and what have you. Yeah. yeah. You just don't realize until you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've done the uh, I've done the gloss over of previous sexual experiences in the past few years and been like, oh, shit. Yeah. But For it's also sure. it's also when booze is involved, too. That's a real mm-hmm. game changer because yeah. if both parties are fucked up, it's like. who's the reliable one here like it's not so much about blame but this particular these particular predators especially when they manipulate emotionally it's like you try to explain it to people and it's like oh so he like told you secrets like that's not fucked up but it's like no it's the whole whole tapestry of bullshit Mm -hmm. yeah and uh you know we're here to burn bridges over at the hot mess comedy hour bridges who needs them I don't need that. I'm an island. Yeah. <laughs> We're just you and me, baby. That's it's all also, I need. I've, we've life, also like honest. thought about these dudes beforehand and talked about it and been like, are these really fucked up people? And and we've actually told funny, lots of funny episodes, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. It's fun. <laughs> but like, these are only dudes. These are only dudes. And I'm like, I would be happy if you hated me tomorrow because I don't give a shit. Mm. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. make it. It doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. I'm not telling lies. So also my conscience is clean. So is mine because I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> Closing the loop on that. That's right. That's right. Let's put a pin in that. Also, uh, I we talked a lot about Burning Man, another one of our bonus shows. I know you guys are thirsty for that. We do talk about that. I was going to talk about my friends finding a dead body. But, you know, I think Natalie's had enough <laughs> of the tragedy. Uh, Your friends found a dead body at Burning yes, Man? Yes, they did. So get behind that paywall, people. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what? We're actually, I think we might also talk about that live. Yeah, we can talk about it on the We on go the live show. every Friday nice. at 12 noon on our YouTube channel, yeah. which is Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Hell yeah. There are so many ways to get connected to us, people. So the ones of you who aren't, again, it's like, what are you fucking doing you for fucking life? What are you doing? We're here to protect you from predators and tell you about corpses. What? You don't want to be protected from predators and hear about corpses? Fucking live a more exciting fucking life. Yeah. uh, Go back to the farm and milk a cow. (laughs) And fuck predators and let them ruin you. Those are the two options. My psyche is ruined. I fuck comics for years. I'm dead inside. I have nothing left to give. I feel like I should hug both of you. Right? Yeah. We're well, like the two giving trees. We've yeah, given man. all there is to give, and now all we have to give is corpses and people we fucked. It's like kind of true. It's kind of true, but listen, anyway, you can make money in this world. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I'm not going back to catering. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going back to fashion. I, I actually, I think the first time I met you, Natalie, mm-hmm. was um, with our dear friend Lev Fur, mm-hmm. and uh, and I remember you were like, you had just started like relatively. Mm-hmm. You were early in the game when yeah. I met you, right? Yeah. And I was like, look at this wonderful young woman. I could see you looking at me like that. <laughs> Did really? I could see. You know, sometimes you can see yourself through other people's eyes. Yes, yes. You had like this look. I could see me through you. Like I could see what you were looking at when you were looking at (laughs) me. That's so funny. And there was a part of me that was like, I want to tell her, no, I'm not like that. I'm stronger. Okay. Because you looked at me as this delicate little flower. Yes, Um, I did. A little peach. Yeah. She looked at me and she was like, I, I connected with Andrea in a way where I was like, Oh, she's 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 cool. She's great. Like she was talk. She was like, I was wearing a big fur, probably. Yeah, (laughs) talking with my hands. Yeah, you were like, I remember you were eating a chocolate croissant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. That's tracks. Yeah, Yeah. and you were like getting worked up with love and like talking. And I was still like, I was just processing. I'm I'm a very quiet person when Mm -hmm. I meet people at first. I'm just like because I'm processing things. Yeah, Mm. I'm watching people. I'm processing, and I'm like, and I also don't know how to filter my words. Yeah. So I'm like, I'd rather not talk and sit because I will say something that will make someone uncomfortable mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. if, if they don't know me well. So I just like sit quietly and I was sitting quietly and I'm and I could I could sense it with a lot of people when they first meet me. They're like, oh, she's so shy or she's so quiet. Mm-hmm. But, and, and in my brain, I'm like, no, 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 I'm just like really processing I'm everything just... that's going on over here. I'm understanding everything. And I, I was also like I was maybe a year and a yeah, half yeah. into comedy at the time. And I was like. I was just like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to, she seems like she's like, okay, I'm, she's, <laughs> she's doing so her funny. thing. She's doing a thing. She's talking to another person and I'm just like, I'm just You gonna, were scanning for threats. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I wasn't scanning for threats. I was just like, what do I have to say here? Right. No, and I, you guys were arguing about people you knew and he was like, that person's a good person. You were like, that person's a shitty person. Ah. Okay. And I was like, I don't know that person. What am I going to fucking add to that? <laughs> you just have to like, blend in with the furniture Yeah, so I was point. just like quietly. I think I was, I don't, I can't remember if I was dating Lev at the time. Oh, I didn't know if you'd, you'd you that would come up <laughs> yeah we're, i don't think that you were dating or not that to my knowledge yeah no we were we were it was i think it was the period where we were friends right before we started dating so um, so lev is a comedian mm-hmm. and how long did you date for i think like a year really what? really yeah. wow. but very secretly yeah because i didn't really know I, yeah. you know what i kind of like i saw you two i was scanning you and being mm-hmm. like innocent sweet kind please don't <laughs> let anyone ruin her yeah yeah yeah. i could sense you uh, yeah, and like uh-huh. cool and fun and you know but i but i was like you and lev were hanging out and you had this kind of like real back and forth like bash bashful flirtation yeah and i was like i wonder yeah yeah people around us wondered a lot and we, yeah we never ever confirmed it while we were together because, really yeah because i was like you're like the president you're like i cannot confirm or deny <laughs> yeah. any details like as if people gave a shit nobody gave a shit really yeah I mean, except for like four open micros yeah yeah, time, yeah you know like nobody cared but i was like i was like i'm trying to be my own person here and you have a very strong like um I was like, I don't want to be associated to you or anybody. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing here. I'm like, I've been doing That's this smart. for a year. That's very I was wise. Like, I, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. Especially like when you're, you know, when you first start off in the open mic scene, like at this, if, if this had happened today, I'd be like, I don't want to shit. But yeah. when you first start off, it's like, it's, it's such a like little 
like community everybody's like yeah yeah of course you don't want to end up being known as somebody's girlfriend exactly exactly especially you know lev is a you know he has a special kind of relationship with maybe every single person (laughs) he does yeah and i'm like i was like let me just figure this out i don't even know how i feel about you i don't even know if that's a good relate i don't know so i was like let's just keep it nobody needs to know and he was kind of on the same boat where he was like i don't shit i don't care like we know we're fine yeah and so we just kind of left it that way and then we broke up and then we just stopped talking for a while. And then when we became friends again, that's when we told everybody that we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we are actually together. Everybody was like, I knew it. Yeah. Wow. I, was like, ah. I wish I could keep something top secret like that. I know. You're like, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm like, bad I'm so that. jealous. I'm usually bad at that. But for some reason, this is one thing I felt very strongly about. I yeah. Like, I don't want people to know. I was like, wow, they don't need to. Why? Why the fuck? Yeah. That's smart. You, f- you feel judged enough when you yeah, first start. Absolutely. Or also, you're like you're so bad at comedy. Oh like, god, you're so yeah. Dumb, and you're like, you know what, Andrea? I broke up with my boyfriend. We're not dating. What? Really? No. Oh, I hundred percent believed you. Do you have a boyfriend? She's such a <sighs> weird fucking secret keeper. <laughs> no, I was like, I'll tell you, we broke up, and then I'll keep it a secret. My stomach just fell to the ground. Oh, were you? Uh, were you hurt? I was hurt. Oh, okay. I really like your boyfriend. You're right. There is this, and I. You know what? I think I, I'm definitely like very protective of of new female comics because mm-hmm. I made all these mistakes. And so you don't want them to yeah, the I'm same like, ones. No. Yeah. But you clearly figured your shit out. You clearly like played it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that the only fellow comic that you've fraternized with? Yeah. That's smart. Like, yeah, that's the smart. only comic I fraternized with. <laughs> <laughs> We're like school moms. We're like, who else did you fraternize yeah. with? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like a private person for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I keep, I keep to myself. And also I'm like, I, I've reached, I don't know. I've never been a fraternizing person. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always been a very reserved yeah. sexually conservative person. Do you think that has to do with growing up Middle Eastern? That definitely plays a part, but I have a lot of like all my friends growing up were not as conservative as me. Really? So, yeah, I have a lot of friends who were just like, You were just sex. conservative, extra conservative I for think, fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was just terrified of my mom. Really? Okay. So it started off as that. My mom like really manipulated me into believing that like, she would always tell me, she wouldn't tell me like, it wasn't like religious or whatever where she was like, you can't have sex before marriage because God will, or what, it wasn't like that. It mm-hmm. was very, she was so smart where she knew how, to, she knew what would hurt me to, anticipate so she was like if you have sex with a man Mm. he will discredit you right away you'll become another one of his conquests he will never respect you he will never she would make me so i was like yeah she was like but if you make him your friend he will love you forever and he will be there for you and he will respect you and maybe one day when he's mature and you're mature you guys can be together so i was like she would tell me that ever since i was like maybe like seven years old and i was like okay I was like a robot. Like I literally I became a machine where I was like, make all men friends. You know? Really? Yeah. So I was like, all wow. the men became my best friends. Like uh-huh. in high school. More all of a the- guy's girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, by Because of that. Yeah. Unconsciously. Yeah. And then so I all, all the hottest guys in high school mm-hmm. were my best friends. And then yeah. they'd come to me and talk to me about the other girls I'd sleep with. They'd be like, oh, my God, I had sex with her. And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's what my mom talked about. Right. They're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. So, yeah I have to keep doing that. And then I, I would... So, would what, have, but would you make friends with guys that you wanted like to hook secretly up with? liked, or was it just sometimes, like sometimes? Yeah, yeah. And then they'd ask me out, and I'd be like, no. 
to to keep the friend game going? I, it wasn't a game. It was because I I cared about them so much. I didn't want them to hurt me or betray me. So I was like, if we stay friends, that's he, not a possibility. Yeah, he can't. I will never be hurt. I will. Yeah. You know. Wow. It's funny. Like so, mm-hmm. we I think we mentioned Hamda off mic. Uh, yeah, we did. Fellow fellow Middle Eastern woman. Yeah. And she told me that her mother said similar things to her. And the mm-hmm. problem with it, she'll be like men are pigs yeah. and like they'll if you let them they'll do whatever yeah. they want yeah which is not entirely wrong entirely wrong yeah but it, it sets it like sets up this kind of like rape culture sort of courtship of like they're gonna want it so you have to say no mm-hmm. even if you do want it like <laughs> deny that so it has to be a fight in order for you to to give in, quote unquote, it yeah. seems like a real catch twenty two. Yeah, man. What does that because mean? nobody's getting <laughs> fucked. Well, okay, oh. it's like it's a catch twenty two is like when you do something that like both outcomes are bad. They're getting fucked by other women. Yeah, right. I'm not getting fucked. Yeah, yes. you're sitting there just counseling them. Yeah, and- but I'm like, uh, but I'm fine. I'm like, if maybe if I wanted to, I could have him. Yeah. Um, also, you never have to face a rejection when you do that. But it's also bad because I'm, I've am i never really gotten rejected. So I'm terrified of it because I don't know how to handle it. Uh. So now when I want someone and I want to take a step, I'm like, I'm not. What if I get rejected? I don't know how to handle that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to handle it. So someone has to initiate always. Yes. I, I'm really I told my friend that the other day. I was like, I'm really good at flirting back. <laughs> I will flirt back really well. Yes. I will let you know what's up if you flirt with me. Okay. But I will never come near you. I will love a man from a distance for five, 50 years. Oh, God. I've been there. That is such a bad pain. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I've, oh, gone through it again and again. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, and then I'll, I'll love him. He's single and I'll be from a distance. I'll be like, Ugh, okay, I have to keep ignoring him. Yeah. I will never give him a sign, but I'm like, please just come near me. Like, I'll be thinking about it. I'm like, come near me, please. And then he won't. And then a year later, he'll have a girlfriend and I'll be like, fuck. Would you, when, if and she they, looks exactly like me. Uh, yeah, she's the same. Was, if they do initiate, like, yeah. when it comes down to, like, you know, the business, yeah. Yeah. are you fucking freaking out the whole time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and sexually, then are you like, are you even able to, like, enjoy sex, no. really? Oh. I have a problem no. with it. Mm-hmm. And it's... Wh- wh- I've had sex with three men. Okay. My whole life. Okay. Right? And they oh. were all kind of my boyfriend. Oh, actually, no, four, four, four. Oh, here we four, go. Four, three were... No, three, not four. I'm so dumb. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're the dumbest <laughs> virgin like, we know. Yeah. Was one Two were my boyfriends. <laughs> Two were my boyfriends. One was a one-night stand. Okay. Well, how was a one-night stand for you? It was that when I... Been... Fr- horrible. Okay, yeah. it was when I first got to New York. And I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm in I'm in America. I'm anonymous now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can have a one-night stand here. I'm like, going to do the New York thing. I met this guy. Do mm-hmm. as the Americans do. They yeah. fuck. That's what they do <laughs> And then the they podcast about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, amazing. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm here. And we. I went to this like super bougie party with my Lebanese friends, mm-hmm. um, like my second month here. And I, at that point, I hadn't had sex since my first. Okay. And How I, old were you was, at this point? Yeah, which was 22. When? Okay. All right. When I first When got you came here. here. Yeah, 21. When, when did 21. You, 21. So yeah. when did you lose your virginity? Um, 19. 19. Okay. okay. So like to me, that's pretty average. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 19 is fine. Yeah. But he was my first everything. Uh-huh. 
like first he was boyfriend. My, yeah, he was my first. No, he wasn't my first, first kiss, boyfriend. First, he, was, he wasn't my first kiss. That's the only thing he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But like, he the first, was, the first was your guy mom as practice. My boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, Andrea. Uh, <laughs> it was my dad. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we keep it in the family. So you keep it clean. Uh-huh. Um, I was nineteen, and he was like. He was the first guy who touched my boobs and he guided me through everything. He was my boyfriend. We loved each other and it was great. And then we broke up and then for two years I did nothing and then I moved to America. And then so we went to this party with my Lebanese friends where we knew nobody. It was somebody's friends, 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 friends party. Uh huh. And then there's a group and it was super bougie party. All the guys were just like wearing like, you know. Vineyard um, vines. Fucking sexy shit. like a preppy <laughs> brand. Oh, yeah. Like, like, no, they're like nice shirts that were ironed, you know. And like, the, not a tux, but like a, what do you call it? A suit. Yeah. yeah. A suit jacket, like nice fitted jeans. And there was a group. Your I friends remember, have parties like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. So my Lebanese friends are very fancy. Yeah. Wow. Lebanese people love very. to fucking party. Yeah. They like to party and like uh, show off. And yeah. Great and cool and hot. And I enjoy you know. it. I enjoy I like that element sometimes. of the culture. Okay. I used so you're rejected for a very long time. But now I'm like, <laughs> no, I kind of like it. I like, after I, I go through like the fucking dirty basements of New York City open oh, my shower. Yeah. You know what? Actually, maybe it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Take yeah. People who shower. shower. I'll take <laughs> them. I'll take them. Anyway, so we go to that party and I go up to the roof and there's a group of like five or six guys mm-hmm. just like talking and like all, all are so hot. But then I had my eye on one. Mm-hmm. And like, you know when you can notice someone looking at you from the side of their oh, eye? Yeah. Oh my so God, I'm, getting, I'm like getting excited uh-huh. just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's so hot. And then he just, I don't know how he came towards me and he started talking to me and he was half French, oh. half Italian. French, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Big, big which, which yeah. Big schlong. From, from that moment, I should have known. Yeah, that's a, not good. a pursuer. Yeah. French and Italian, my yeah, one. Yeah, they have huge dicks. Yeah, Do I you know, have a Emily. huge dick? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I ever slept with a French man, he I got off the train. Uh-huh. He was all like, you know how they are. Yeah. And um, I'm going to get canceled. And uh, and he was like, which way is the train? And I'm like, that's a pretty good French accent. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked all night. No, now that's, I don't even know where I'm going. But um, that was Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. We talked all night. My sweet cherry. And so he, I'm like, the train is this way. I'm walking that way. Uh-huh. And we'll just walk together. He was yeah. hot, but I was also like, why am I now walking you yeah. to the train? Yeah. And he, he charmed me. He was so mm-hmm. relentless but in a way the French are so confident and and they're so fucking like filthy and I love it it's like a little problematic but it's also like "Ah, this is if I'm into it I'm into Mm. it by the time we got to my apartment they are too confident though but but they win though he's in my apartment you know what I mean like what's telling him what lessons is he learning no lessons learned too the whole fucking thing and he was like let's go up to your place we'll have wine and I'm like dripping at this point I'm like (laughs) fuck yeah and so we we drink we fuck and then I kind of like stop and I'm like I just picked a man up off the street like from Mm. the train stop to my apartment is all we knew about each other mm, and now you're in my, my body apartment. yeah yeah in my apartment concept, in right? my body in mm-hmm. the apartment inside that is of you body. yeah <laughs> in, in my he's renting a room in you in the studio that is my fucking box. box yeah so but the yeah i i've always enjoyed their confidence but there are moments when it's like why do I trust you? Why yeah. am I falling for this? Yeah. But it's, they, it's they hot. They're, po- they're poets. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, that's where poet poetry started in yeah. fucking colonial Europe or whatever. Just fuck. trying to fuck. Yeah. 
Well, so, that was probably good for you because it was like he's doing all the yeah. So work. I was I was I was being flirty. I was talking. I was like, okay, this guy, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. All right. And then so the whole night we're just talking, blah, 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 blah. We leave the place, but we leave the place with my two friends who were with me, the, my two girlfriends and him. Mm-hmm. And we go have pizza on the on a, on a Essex Street. Mm. I think it was on Essex Street. Mm-hmm. And I walk by that pizza store until today. And every time I walk by it, I'm like, this is a fucking Angelo. One night stand. I, I have so many places It like reminds that. me. It's, mm-hmm. my, my, it's, yeah. my, it's my only place. But we didn't hook up that night. He took my number. Okay. Because I was still with my friends and he left and I was like, oh my God, you guys, I met a guy. Oh my God, his name is Angelo. He's I was French. Like, I was like, oh my God, whatever. And then he texted Finally, me the next day. He's like, I want to see you. Yeah. To me. I was like, I didn't even have sex with him the first night. He's going to fall in mm-hmm. love with me. I used me. my mom's tricks. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But at this point, I was like, okay, let's see what goes on. And then two days later, he's like, come out with me and my friends. We're gonna, I have a couple of friends who are here from, from Paris. Let's just go have a drink. So we went to the... I think it's the Gramercy Hotel. They have mm. a rose bar. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, we went there. Very, he's so fancy. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we went, we hung out with his friends. I met all his friends. I got along with them. Of course, I always get along with the friends. Yeah, yeah. You're the fucking... Uh, you're the friends gal. You're the friends yeah. gal, yeah. Sadly, yeah. It's like, it's a blessing and a curse. Get along with the friends and then the friends are like, we're going to go. I'm like, oh, goodbye. And... By the way, for oh, me... Oh, the, the friends left and left yeah, you guys alone? Yeah, the friends yeah. knew what was yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. They were like... But we stayed at the bar. And we just talked and talked about everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the way they fucking lure you in. They're, it's like, it's we talked about Israel and Palestine. That's mm-hmm. how far we went. Yeah. That's like, and he was like, yeah, third yeah, base. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like emotional third yeah. base. Yeah. Mental third base. Philosophy. I was like, we're falling in love. Music. Oh, yeah. I was like, we're falling in love. Wine. This is it. And then we leave the place and he doesn't even ask if I want to come home with him. He's like, he fucking let's knows. go. We're going home. And I was yeah. like, I was like, am I doing this? That's kind of like your dude, like the bringing of the drink uh, Listen, without even being caught. Yes, will take you so far. So yeah. far. You could be missing all your teeth. You know what? Yeah. Because yeah. when you when you see a confident man, you're like, what do you know about you that I don't know? Exactly. About? Yes. It's so amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's it's that that yeah. you, nobody trusts their own brain. No. And if somebody is so into themselves, uh-huh. it makes you think, you know what? You are hot. Yeah. Yeah. Or especially like there's I've dated so many ugly, confident guys. Oh, my God. That should be my fucking my ugly, confident, ugly, confident guys. Andrea Allen story. Yeah. But all of them have had beautiful ex-girlfriends. And it's like, yeah. And when they have beautiful ex-girlfriends, you trust the girls. Yeah, of course. I'm like, well, if they're going for this fucking pig, you have a huge (laughs) schlong. Yeah. So anyway, we leave. That's what it always comes Uh back to. It it is like, not always. I don't even remember. You know, the uglier the guy, the handsomer the dick. Wow. You know, every every dick I've seen was so far apart from each other, like in time. Oh, yeah. I like have nothing to compare to. Like, I'm like, okay, wait, I don't even know if that's big or not. Yeah, you you misremember. It's like when you're little, you think everyone is so tall yeah exactly yeah. so i'm like i don't know what the median is you're here. just like a newborn baby every yeah. time you every time, time. <laughs> oh, that's kind of nice thing. every time i wait such a long time to have sex again and i'm like Ugh, i have to start all over again and like get... you f- do you forget how to fuck yeah i mean I, I haven't fucked in like over two years now almost two wow. years really yeah and it's like because it just takes so much out of my mental energy anyway we went back to his place i have to finish the story yeah. oh sure. yes I, you that. know we're very tangential here it's fine it's funner like that anyway. yeah yeah i love um, it we we get in the cab and then we get to his place and he had his friend who was with us at the rose bar sleeping on his couch mm. um he was a, dead asleep you go into his room that's like kiss for huh? half a second he takes his clothes off puts the condom and just <laughs> did he have tear white pants 
<laughs> it's crazy when they get the clothes off that yeah. quick. They're like, how? I'm like, I'm, did you do fire drills yeah, at home? I'm, like, he's, I'm, in it, I'm on his bed. He's inside of me. I'm like, what? what, what? Yeah. And then, and remember yeah. that the last memory I had of sex before him was my loving, tender yeah. boyfriend who was like taking his time on me, making me feel good. And I was like, whoop. What yeah. just happened? And mm. then it was just like not working. He was like, "This condom's bother- bothering me." I'm like, "You're not." No. Yeah, yeah, classic. I was fucking like, move. Yeah, he was like, "This right. condom is yeah. bothering me." Balls, I don't know. He actually just spoke in French, so mm. there was not even an accent because he was wow. just speaking French because uh, French is my first Le condom, language. Yeah. Ça terrible. Exactly. Merde, whatever. Je peux pas. Yeah. Love it. Pretty good, man. <laughs> Very good. And so I was like, all right, let's just stop. And he was like, okay. And then we were both. And then I was, I remember I was still wearing my top. And then when we <laughs> no. were done, when we were done, he was like, why are you still wearing your top? I was like, you know what? I don't know. Because yeah. maybe I didn't get the time to fucking take it off yeah. until you fucking shoved your penis. In. I was like, I don't know. And then he was like, take it off. I was like, okay. Yeah, probably because you came in like the fucking Tasmanian probably, devil. Yeah. I took it off after Rocket, we were done man. touching. We were done. Did, and then did you have sex again? No. But then he was like, stay over and sleep. And then he spooned me. I was like, and then I could like, I, I couldn't sleep all night because I can feel his skin up against yeah, yeah, my yeah. Yeah. Like, and slice I was like, lunch meat. I was like, why are we doing this? This is horrible. This is this feels disgusting. And then the whole morning I woke up at like nine and from nine to 12, I was like, should I leave or should I stay? Oh. Should I leave or should I stay? Should I, I, what do people do in this moment? And then I was like, I had this moment of realization. I was like, fuck, his friend is on the couch right at the door and I don't want to make eye contact. Yeah, with this yeah. So I was also trying to kind of process that. But then I was like, I need to get out of I need to get out of here. And I also, I was like, afterwards, I was like, I kind of feel like he kind of woke up, but he was like, I'm going to pretend to still sleep. So yeah, everyone's pretending to sleep in this scenario. So that she can just sleep. Because uh-huh. if he wakes up and I wake up, we're going to hang out. Right. So he's like, he's just like falling asleep. So I'm like, let me just get out of here. I don't feel. I, but then I stand at the door for literally 15 minutes trying to be like giving his friend the chance to go to the bathroom or something. I was oh, like, God. please move, please move. Because also I don't want like his friend was up. No, so, she wanted to make so sure he wasn't. I was like, wake I don't up. know if he's awake or not. So I was like, he's probably asleep. Yeah. So I like, I take a deep breath. I open the door, and not only is his friend awake, his the sheets are folded on the coffee table, mm-hmm. like he's brand awake. But he's lying down on the couch, hands behind his head, staring at the door, waiting for me to come out. Oh, like God. he knew. Oh, ew. I so open you open the, the door, door and he's, and he's just, just smiling at me. Ooh. He's like, he's like, hello. Oh God! Gross. And God. I was so embarrassed. I just go. I wanted to say hi, but like my voice didn't come on. I just went, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just like walked towards the door, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is so embarrassing!" And yeah. then I walk out. As I walk out, he lives in Times Square. Also, he lived in Times. Oh, Square. that's oh, horrible! I walk out into Times God. Square, and but um, as soon as A I walk, walk of out, shame through Disney. But as soon as I walk out, I'm like, "Oh my God, I had a one night stand." <laughs> I had a one night stand. I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm a free girl." Do I love him? I love him. Uh-huh. I love him. That was the best night ever. I mean, it was terrible sex, but we'll have better sex afterwards. And then he completely like stopped talking. Like, ghosted? He, yeah. he ghosted me. And then that was the first time I ever experienced that before because I had never been disrespected by a guy before. Yeah. That was my first time. Because you have your, you always got your guards up. Yeah. Now you're a free slutty woman. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? I don't like how this feels. It wasn't <laughs> worth it. I'm never doing it again. I was like, I don't like this. And then, and then 
I was like, but it's fine. We don't have, you know, you know, we're not friends. Our friends are not friends. We're never going to see each other again. And then two weeks later, my best friend meets his best friend. No. And they start dating for a year. And both our friends group merged into one. Our friends group are still best friends, all of them. But then luckily he moved back to Paris. Oh, God. So, oh, good. Where he belongs. And then yeah. his best friend would always be like, so what's up? I was like, I was like, shut up, please. I don't want to remember that. And I'm like, oh, they probably think they all, all his friends probably think I do that all the time since I did it with him. But that was the first and last one night stand I ever did. And I was like, never again. Did that like reaffirm the stuff that your mom said to you? Were you like, oh, she was right. This is how you're treated if you're sexually free. Yeah, I, I think so. But I feel like if she wouldn't have told me that I wouldn't have looked at it that way. Yeah. Also, maybe. No, I, I, I'm not agreeing with your mom. To be clear, I'm a big old slut, but like, I think if she didn't, tell you that then you could have found a way to approach it like to you could have like developed some kind of vetting process yeah. to only let respectful guys in yeah your yeah gene yeah this is yeah. like this is like uh, a constrictive diet where it's like all you can have is this you're never going to be able to control yourself Mm-hmm. Great in, comparison, Andrew. Thank you so much. I really liked thank that you. One. I really liked you it know? too. That was great. It's called sexual anorexia, actually. <laughs> You're gonna be a great mom. One thank day. you so God, I do not want to have children. I'm already children to all the fucking weirdos that That's I have in true. my life. Um, but yeah, it is like a very like I I struggle with sex addiction um issues and oh, I, I always I to certain extent. Huh? To some extent, when somebody says that, I'm like, oh, I envy you a little bit. I know, but not to doubt. Like, no, I'm no, sure no. that you struggled with it's it. It's fun as fuck sometimes. Oh, but the, I'm sure you struggled with it too, right? Of course. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing, though. It's it's like one thing that I learned about it is it's called the pendulum. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one on one end of it, when I'm like really wild and out, yeah. I'll be like very promiscuous or find someone who's like a dangerous person, meaning like disrespectful or like substance abuser, erratic, mentally ill, all my favorite, all my favorite tricks in the bag who excite me because it's like, oh, you're dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. This is exciting. You're Mm -hmm. like, you're, I don't know if I'm going to hear from you. And then they destroy you. And then they destroy me inevitably because of course, and then I will swing to the other side and be like, I'm going to be with someone who's so fucking safe, who I don't feel anything really towards and are you able to get sexual with a person like that i am but i'm like pretty checked out during it you know what i mean that's not good either no no it's not and so it's like both of those i and and i've worked my way to a more middle ground Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. but there is this there's this like misconception about sex addiction is that like all sex addicts are these people who are just like fucking on the street which a lot of them are but like yeah. a lot of it is just not being Nymphos, able to like people yeah. sexualize that idea yeah. of course it's like this like you're like I don't know dirty is like often the idea associated with it but it's more that you can't have a, a healthy boundary relationship with sex so it's yeah. like restricting to control is also another way just like how restricting with eating disorders is another way it's another addictive behavior even though you're not like technically consuming anything you're choosing to not to even avoid any feeling whatsoever yeah and it's it's difficult it's you know both of them ain't great but i don't feel like you fully connect on it in an intimate level with a person when you are not um i don't know vulnerable that's that's at the core of it I think that's yeah, and I think I have that problem too. Even yeah. though I'm the opposite technically, yeah, of you, yeah, sure. I can't be vulnerable. We're the same. Baby. We're the same. Uh-huh. I can't be vulnerable with a person. Yeah, sexually. I can't. It's like 
because that means potential prob- rejection. Yeah, I I have a lot of problems with it. It's fa- and and then the longer I wait, the I feel like I'm deeper in the hole. Yes, you know, I'm like now I'm like, how am I going to get out of it now? It's been so long. I'm just like, you know what? I actually just kind of want to stay in that hole. I don't. Wanna. Yeah, you get complacent. Yeah, I'm like I just don't want to have to deal because every time I had to deal with sex. It's always been a fucking migraine. And I'm just really? like, yeah, it always, it reawakens. So I have very bad OCD. Mm-hmm. And then every time I get sexually active or I mm-hmm. have the memory of being sexually active, my OCD flares up kind of. Yeah. Right. It's very present. Interesting. And it takes me a very long time to get out of it. I have this, I don't know what it is. I haven't figured How it out. How does your OCD like manifest itself? Is it cleaning? No, is it it's like- not cleaning. Um, it's, it's very weird. I, so I have hypochondria where I always Ooh, think. Um, hey girl. I always think I'm getting sick. Yes. Right. I always think I'm getting, I've had it since I was a little girl, but it's been getting worse over time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, what am I going to do? That's going to cause me to get sick or to get something. I don't want to. So I start seeing sickness in everything. Uh-huh. Are we talking little sicknesses or big? Sicknesses? Both. Okay. Both. Whew. So in my mom, the, the most recent ways it got, it was manifesting itself. Like it was at the beginning of the summer, but by the end of the spring where it got so bad, like I became depressed. Like mm-hmm. I could barely like, Every time I had to get out of the house, I felt unsafe. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I touch a doorknob, mm. I can't stop thinking about anything else but my hand having touched that doorknob. I see. And I can't let that that hand touch my face. I can't let it touch. Like I have to go clean. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll give you an example of something that happened. So um, that's that's a day where I was like, this is really bad, where I went to get a coffee shop to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. And the barista gave me my coffee so it looks like that one with a lid on Mm -hmm. and then i was walking i was walking back into my build to my office Mm -hmm. and i I was looking at the coffee cup and i was like wait i didn't check to see if the barista washed his hands before he touched my lid so i was like let me remove that lid Uh uh-huh so i removed the lid and i'm like wait but maybe he touched the corner no you're gonna have to fucking scan this whole coffee cup yeah so i'm like okay wait let me take a lid from the kitchen in the office so I go into the kitchen, I grab a lid, I put it on, and I'm like, what if someone touched that lid? Oh my God, lid? this is a never that was, nightmare. That was the same, that was within like five minutes, all, yeah. this, all of this is going on, and I'm like, okay, 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 no. So I removed the second lid, so I have two lids in front of me right now, <laughs> and I'm looking at the lids, and I'm looking at the cup, and I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? I'm like, you know what, let me just take a mug from the office, at mm-hmm. least, I know. I'll take the mug out, I look at the mug, I'm like, what if it wasn't cleaned well? So oh, I God. washed, I washed my hands. Mm-hmm. And then I wash the mug, making sure that I don't touch anything between washing my hands and washing the mug. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Dry the mug, pour the coffee into the mug, go back mm-hmm. to my desk and drink my coffee. Damn, dude. And I was like, okay, now and, I'm and safe. Yeah, then you felt okay about it? Then I felt okay yeah. about it. So it's like you need to assert complete control over the situation yes. or else you don't trust I it. Unless I don't trust it. And if, oh my God, God help me, if a mic touches my mouth... Yeah. Oh God. I mean, we've all had that. I (laughs) fall apart. Yeah. If somebody with their hand touches my mouth, like I have problems with the mouth specifically, where it's like don't. I so I recently, maybe like two months ago, I kissed a guy. Mm -hmm. We kissed, Mm -hmm. and then he Mazel Tov. Thank you. And then he took my water bottle and he drank out of it. I can't drink after people. I was looking at the water bottle. I was like, I can't. He was like, and he he knows about my OCD, Mm -hmm. and he he was like, drink. I was like. I was like, I can't. Yeah. But I kissed him. So I'm like, this is irrational. The (laughs) bottle of water is still by my bedside table. Really? Because I'm like, Natalie, you have to be able to drink from that water. You kissed the guy. (laughs) 
and I'm trying to fight it, but I can't get myself to drink from that bottle. The bottle is still there. There's still a little bit that was drank from it. The part that I drank before he drank, and then the part that he drank, and I'm still looking at that bottle. I'm like, I should be able to drink. Yeah. So and I would, can't. Would you wash? I can't because the saliva is in the water. Yeah. Now it's now it's become like a challenge to you. Now it's like mocking yeah, you that you can't but, drink it. But now like as drinking that cup of coffee that I just drank now and being able to drink off that lid is a huge milestone for me. Congratulations. Yes, but I have to like pick it from the middle. Right. And then when I put the lid on, I can't put my hand where the, the my mouth is going to go. So okay. I have to make sure to close it well. Or if I do, I just do it with a napkin. But I She's can never like, take start the with first. with surgical precision it handling. Is, but I never take the first napkin. I always remove a couple napkins uh-huh. and then I take a napkin. Because the first napkin is the whore napkin. Yes. Who just lets yeah, anyone fucking touch yeah, her. You don't exactly. know. And then I have to open the napkin and use the part that wasn't exposed to the air so just okay so (laughs) damn dude i mean i've been in play uh, my ocd flares up with cleaning Mm -hmm. um and but i've never had that type and it's just it's very exhausting it's exhausting because i I completely understand you just feel i i bathe a lot Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a big bather which is also not technically clean but there's something about the act of like being in water and cleaning myself off you like it it. feels yeah it feels better and in a way that's like so intangible and you can know like logically mm-hmm. three baths in a day mm-hmm. is not like helpful necessary yeah but it's like i cannot not yeah because i feel just ah it's like n- yeah and it's gnawing at me if i don't do it mm-hmm. um but I mean, it seems it seem these all seem like coping mechanisms that you've they, kind of like set up for yourself. Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting? When I'm in Lebanon, when I go home to Lebanon, mm. my I don't get that those I don't really get mm-hmm. at all because I I know so I feel like it comes from a, a feeling of safety. Of course, yeah. yeah. When I'm there, I feel like what's gonna happen if something happens to me? I have all my family here; they'll yeah. take care of me, so I'm not scared. This is so fucking Middle Eastern, this whole yeah. thing. The, the family is so, it's so important. And it's like, keep the family secret but safe. But that's why keep- I had, yes, exactly. But that's why I had a moment where of self-realization about my mother two mm-hmm. months ago where I was like, she did this to me. She made me feel yeah. like if I'm not next to her and if I'm not with her, I will fall apart. And now yeah. I'm away from her and I'm falling apart. It's because she trapped me into thinking that if she's not there, yeah. I will fall apart this, to trick me into staying next to her my whole Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Was she? I mean, you already told us about the the weird sex stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but was she like a helicopter mom yeah. in like a, a safety? Like Very. you need to, okay. She was a lot of things. She, she, um, she comes, she's full of good intentions. She loves me. Like, of course. I, it's yeah. interesting because I also have a very strong relationship with her. I talk to my mom about everything mm-hmm. and she's the person I listen to the most. I just think she's the most intelligent person I've ever met. She's mm-hmm. just like her insights on life are just mm-hmm. genius. And she's so strong. She's a strong woman. She'll walk into any room and make anything that she wants happen, happen. Yeah. Oh, people she's, like she's that a lawyer. So she's much. a lawyer. You know, she'll walk in and be like, this this that everybody's gonna be like okay yeah whatever she says she's a boss bitch she's a boss bitch but also at the same time i feel just very dependent on her and she made me feel like if she's not around i'm gonna fall apart yeah and it and then and you know it's it can't it's not even so like when you say stuff like that you're like i don't want to paint my parent in like a malicious light because it's how they love yeah but it's also like you can love in a dysfunctional way and and I'm sure she learned it from her own parental experience. Like it's generational, generational, but Mm -hmm. like there comes a point in your life where you kind of have to go like, I need to end some of these things because they're not helping me. Like they, 
you uh, as a parent wants their child to be better than them or better off and i think like it feels like you're betraying them when you like when you don't abide by what they believe Mm -hmm. to be best for you Mm -hmm. um but at a certain point you're like i'm an adult and i'm weirdly touching coffee cups 17 different ways like this has to this has to end somewhere but it's so fucking deep it's also like criticism i mean and and i didn't grow up in a middle middle eastern household but it seems from like my experience hearing from Hemda that like the parents are the gods and what they say is law and to question that is like crazy is insane so it doesn't really leave you a space to have any type of autonomy it is is, yeah Yeah. it it, it, it took a long time like I I, I realized this year where I was like where I, it literally happened like a couple months ago and I'm still kind of going through it. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, so which tell. part of my feelings and the things that I've chosen to do in life are actually the things I want to do and which ones are the ones she enforced on me? Yeah. What is really my personality and what was what I thought or what I was taught was my personality. Your debriefing. So now I'm like, okay, 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 give me a second now. Let me just figure it out. So I feel yeah. like it's almost impossible to decipher the two, between the two. I think, because yeah, Because you are extent. so much of how you were raised yeah. and what you were raised to think about certain things that mm-hmm. like redefining yourself would be like, you'd have to go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, at that which point. is really tough. Yeah. And also, all these things I am... Like, I know how to be these things. The, the things They're that she taught me. Yeah, I know how to be these things. If I drift away from being X, Y, and Z and I start being A, B, and C, I'm like, I don't know how to handle being A, B, and C. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to let myself be free sexually right now, I don't know how to fucking do that. Yeah, and then you're like, and if anything happens when you're free sexually, it seems like a, an affirmation that the warnings were right and that, yeah. like, this is actually the... the yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Like, I've done a little work on myself in the last few years Mm -hmm. and um one of the big things that i did i have been doing is i there's a a pattern i'm breaking so to speak is that i like to take care of people as you notice Mm -hmm. um and like and i think people deserve care and love and i genuinely love people and enjoy it it's not like you you owe me now it's like i i love people i think it's like a wonderful thing um but i get involved with people who are dysfunctional and really sick and i kind of like make it my priority or my problem to fix their life or like why because i part of it is that uh a lot of these people have been handed like really tough circumstances Mm -hmm. and i think it's unfair and I want to see them strive. Like there's a there's part of it that's like big conceptually that like our world isn't fair. And so I want to help this person. Do you think that a part of it is you f- feeling like you're helping them makes you feel like your problems become less? Yeah, of course. Then yeah. that's the that's the bad part of it yeah. is like I can ignore my own needs and very easily service the needs of others. That's yeah. a much it's also like that's a very a very female thing that mm-hmm. we've kind of been uh, mm-hmm. taught to do. Um, but, and also like my mom took care of my father at all costs, despite how abusive he was towards yeah. her. It was just like expected that you just put up with it and, you know, he's your husband or whatever. Like that that type of person taking care of a sick person has manifested itself in a lot of, in most of my romantic relationships and also some of my friendships that's been a Mm -hmm. fun twist to kind of realize but i i 
have actually started to like assert boundaries with people and cut people off and it feels so uncomfortable. It yeah. feels so wrong. Like like cutting people wrong off. Wrong to my yes, it feels like wrong in my foundation. Like you are selfish, you're mean, mm. like to this, cut those people to off. cut these people off. It feels heinous. I have nightmares about it. Like wow. it's it's so painful. But then as I've been doing it, things have been improving and I'm like, oh my God, doing the painful, complete opposite of the way you were, and you don't have to do this for everything, but like actually walking the walk Mm. eventually proves to you that like what you were doing before was not serving you. Mm. That's how you rewire your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Is to do the thing, to do the behavior before thinking the thought. Doing the behavior will then lead to you thinking the positive thought. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I definitely, I, I had to cut off a, a very close relationship recently and like it's, it was tough. It was really tough. We, we had a, we had a give and take. It was not that this person was just draining me, but she was having a really hard time and I found myself being like, oh my God, she's going to kill herself or this yeah. is going to happen. And, and like, it was like fully my, it was like, this is fully my responsibility. And and I was trying to have like a healthy boundary with myself, not even her. I was, I told her like, there were some things I told her I couldn't be involved with and she respected that. But I was like, I just can't, I, I feel this desire to take care of you and I have to stop. Now I have to stop. This has to stop. Well, and the fact is she can take care of herself, you know? Well, well like, yeah, I was enabling her I think Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, she people have problems that you can't actually solve right you might want to convince yourself that you can but you can't it's up to them really i had to cut off a relationship recently really close one yeah a very close one with um drugstore deodorant (laughs) you motherfucker (laughs) i knew you were gonna do it oh why this episode of hot mess is brought to you by our sponsor (laughs) native you got tricked too, Natalie. She, uh, She's good. I, I got to tell you, I, I will never use drugstore deodorant ever again. And it's, that is a vow that I feel completely comfortable making because I, none of them are even as good as this one. I know. It's not even like, like I had tried a lot of natural deodorants in the past that claim to be better for you and, you know, all natural and no aluminum and whatever, but they just like, they didn't really work that well Mm -hmm. or they didn't go on smoothly. Native is the only deodorant that I've used in recent history that goes on as smoothly and smells as good all day. I did like a coffee one, like kind of like a, I was using kind of the citrusy ones for a while Mm -hmm. and I switched it up. I was like, I fucking love this. There, There are so many scents that you can choose from. The one that I got that I've been using is mint and eucalyptus. Damn girl. I'm walking around smelling like a damn tree and I love it. White women love smelling like trees. Uh, It also comes in other scents, including coconut and vanilla, Mm -hmm. the most popular one, lavender and rose, girly, and cucumber and mint. Yeah. It's so good. And it it really does have the same texture as a conventional deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. They're small. The packaging is really cute and small. So you can like throw it in your bag. It's very minimalistic, too. I, I love like that type of packaging. Very plain, but in a good way. Like Celine. 
It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. I, I don't know what any of those are except for aluminum, and I don't want them near my fucking body. Much less near my boobs, man. Well, it's actually been shown that aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, um, and Native is completely aluminum-free, which makes it safe and effective to use. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's great. Give it a try. You know what? It's wintertime now. Transitioning into a natural deodorant will be a little easier. Give yourself a fucking... That's a Christ- good point. Yeah. Give yourself a Christmas gift, man. Because you can put on a sweater over it and kind of keep in the stink. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd be talking about. <laughs> For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code HOTMESS during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase. That's fucking crazy. My God. Visit native, N-A-T-I-V-E, deodorant.com and use promo code HOTMESS. Hot mess to buy deodorant. I love it. I love it. Support our sponsors. They're the ones who support us, and it means a lot. If you're interested in getting in the natural deodorant game, why not show our show a little bit of love? And, uh, hey, man, we've gone all over the fucking map with you. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we we do need to wrap up the show soon, Mm -hmm. but... We always ask our guests what they think makes them a hot mess. So I'm going to direct that question to you. I know that we've covered a lot. Yeah. We covered a (laughs) range. Do do I need to (laughs) still mention it? Yeah. Where do I start? (laughs) It seems like you're entering a a point. You're in your mid 20s. And Mm -hmm. like, this is just, I think it's like par for the course. Like, when you're in your mid 20s, you start to like notice all the things that were fucked up and you go one of two directions. One is like you start to put things into place, systems for yourself to actively change it, or you turn into a lifelong fuck up and you do drugs. Yeah. And you have uh, your Andrea's ex-boyfriend with a ponytail who does <sighs> cocaine and has a seven-year-old daughter. Can I tell you? Oh. Can I tell you? This motherfucker slid into my DMs recently and was like, oh yeah, I'm just chilling, like, this this twenty two year old I'm seeing just did coke out of my asshole. I'm oh. like that oh. sentence is so wrong. This twenty two year thirty seven thirty seven years old has a daughter. This twenty two year old girl I'm seeing question mark did cocaine question mark out of my asshole. I mean, listen, do cocaine wherever you prefer, but like you kind of see this. Like I do feel like there is this turning point in your, and that, that particular guy was one of the last like really dysfunctional people I was involved with. And I remember seeing, seeing him doing Coke and being like, this is what happens if you don't deal with your shit. And like, you just get in the spiral and it just fucking never ends. It made me sad. It wasn't like, Oh fuck you. I'm judging you. It was like, I mean, I am judging you a little bit, but like, <laughs> like you know, as you should. It's making me sad. You're yeah. a wonderful person. I'm judging your asshole snorting activity. God, so much you know, asshole snorting. I don't snorting. even know someone who speaks like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think you're better off. I can connect you to a lot of people you know, who speak like that. Because people tell me stories like that every time, and I'm like, I don't think I, I'm. I have any friend who would ever say something. No, your friends wear suits and go to... uh, I don't think so. I'm not only... I I have a range, I think. And I'm like, I don't know if it's something about me that makes people feel like they can't let this side of them come Mm. out. Or is it just that all my friends are just... Straight-laced. Just too normal and like everything is... I'm like, every time I hear a story like that, I'm like, who talks like that? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking fun people, baby. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Sex addicts. 
You got to hang out with some more addicts. <laughs> yeah. Or don't. I got to no. find them, maybe. I, I do, you know. <laughs> go, go on an adventure. Live a little. I would say walk on a different side of the tracks. Don't, don't like, you know, don't be doing cocaine out of people's assholes. Uh, I could never do drugs. Uh, good. And like, I'm too terrified. I'm like, if I take a, it's part of my hypochondria. I'm like, if I take a drug, I will die. Yeah, wow. man. I, I, I can't have I can't have a good high. A lot of fear. I'm, yeah, I'm, sensi- I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it's been real. Yeah, I hope I you really face those fears. <laughs> you will. No, I, I, like, do, I do too. And I think you will. I'm, I think yeah. so too. It's going to be like a very, uh, I'm going to be thinking a lot on my walk back home. Yeah, <laughs> you're having an awakening. I can tell yeah. this is the Saturn return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's As they dis- say in the Zodiac. It's just Watch me OD in, in like two months. You're I'm like, like oh, I really don't say thought that. she was going to take the better, like, the better way. We really thought <laughs> no. she was on a good path. Nat- um, Natalie's a wonderful person. Also, a very funny comedian. May, yeah. I, ask, may I ask quickly mm-hmm. before we get mm-hmm. to your plugs, what do your Middle Eastern parents think of you doing stand-up comedy? That's got to be like, my what dad, the fuck? Um, my dad thinks it's awesome. Awesome. Oh, fun. <laughs> but I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Has uh-huh. he ever has he ever seen you? Yeah, they've seen me both oh, of them. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's more than I can say. My mom at first, I remember I took her to a comedy show when she came to New York like four years ago was mm-hmm. when I first started. And I was trying to tell her, like, this is this is what I'm doing, and I want I want you to see the best of the best. So I took her to an amazing show. And really, just amazing comics. And the whole night, she was just sitting there with her arms crossed. And then she walked out and she was like, she looked at me. She was like, you want to do this? She was like, you went to college. Yeah. Because she comes here. She's an Arab woman. She's like... She's she's very conservative. Very cons- my mom wears pantsuits. She's yeah, that kind of I'm picturing and it. And she's in a basement where people are be like, "My fucking dick." Yeah, my fucking. It's pussy. a lot to and give her some like, credit. That's a like, big jump. It's a very big jump. Yeah, and I, like I should have ex- I should have expected it, but I was like, "Look at how funny it is." Yeah, and then her only like her only the only comedy she knew was like the Tina Fey films that she had seen. Right. She goes, "Tina Fey doesn't do that." <laughs> she goes, "She doesn't. She's respected. She's, she wears suits. She's like a respectable." One. I was like, "You don't get it." and then we had a fight and for like the first two years I was doing it she was like not on board yeah until I started opening for this huge comedian yeah where she was god like, for god mm-hmm. um and then she was like oh we may actually maybe you know what maybe it's mm. a good yeah classic classic like, yeah, maybe and then and then my uncles her brother watched me and they were like oh she's so great she's like oh if my brother say you were good then maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah but then she there's a part of her now that still doesn't accept it as a she does she doesn't think it's going to be a career she tries to make me believe that she accepts it uh-huh where she's like i think it's great that you're doing it mm-hmm. you know you're discovering yourself you're young you're having fun mm-hmm. she's like she's she's trying to manipulate me into like thinking that it's just a phase right yeah she's like and then when you're going to turn 30 you're going to have to come back to lebanon and get married she's like because you think you like that but you're just young mm. you're just young. you're having fun this is not you Don't you have listen. lebanon is you your mm. family is mm. you you have to come back to that but now have fun do it do it do I your skit yeah talk to me about it keep talking to me about it because the more you talk to me about it the more i can manipulate yeah you. Man. Yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah. Well, she's so gonna have a rude awakening because yeah. we're gonna be young for the rest of our lives baby yeah and i'm like i'm like okay i'm like i'm not gonna argue with her i'm just gonna let her find out when i turn 30 that i'm not fucking yeah. coming back yeah it's a fair reaction yeah. that's a fair reaction so yeah so now she's cool with it she's seen the worst she's seen all my jokes you have material about her too a lot yeah everything comes back to her uh-huh. I, as much as i try because i don't want to be this girl's like my mom my mom my mom but it's like she's all i am right as, as someone who did my dad my dad my dad for yeah. five years <laughs> it feels weird to move away i did my it. dad i uh-huh. did my dad my as, dad my as dad. someone who had sex with their dad <laughs> no no god yeah. um andrea i'm so sorry uh, you know save it for season <laughs> 
<laughs> the incest the season. Um, um, where can people find you and follow you? On Instagram and Twitter at Nat Your Color. Yes. And we will put that in the description. description as well. Yes. Again, Natalie's fabulous comedian. So Thank fucking you. funny. Such a pleasure to watch. If you follow her, have a chance to see her do that mm-hmm. in spite of her mother. Um, <laughs> I love you, mom. I'm sorry. Yes. And, follow uh, her mom. We're so <laughs> sorry to Natalie's mom. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I really am sorry. But As like, these <gasps> Western whores, we apologize for influencing. I'm just a spoiled millennials who think that everything's in my mom's fault. I'm Re- sorry, mama. No, no, no. No, 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 man. Um, you can follow us <laughs> at Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter, Hot yes. Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram. Please do. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Like I said, we go live every Friday around 12. We talk about corpses. We talk about corpses, for example. <laughs> Just as, a, as an example. And uh, support us on Patreon. Please do. Patreon.com slash Hot Mess. Literally pay our rent. So keep doing that because mama's got to eat. I can't be homeless. I'm hungry. It's It's a a comedy comedy podcast. podcast.